Ew, you're gross. Ugh, wanna fuck? This is the yeah. Game Recommendation Podcast, the podcast where we actually recommend good games that we would like people to play. Uh, because we're crazy about game. And uh, my name is <laughs> my name is Torbjörn. I'm from Denmark, Copenhagen. I'm the owner of Polish Buys Games and uh, a little bit of a design nerd. And with me today, I have uh, Daniel. Hi, my name is Daniel Rosales. I'm the founder of Hivebound. And I've been, well, I've loved games since, since ever since I can remember. <laughs> and here's also Robert. Hey, so I'm Robert Ball. I write about games. I'm also known as Robert Kelly Ball on Twitter and other things. Uh, I'm your garden variety buffoon. I guess I am. I'm Grayson Ditzler. I'm a, I'm United States thing. And I am the the weird kid that your parents always warned you about. I like weird games. I like uh, writing about uh, interesting things. We've got a YouTube channel called Purple Pocket Pirate, and I'm here to discuss a cool game with these cool people. And Gerardo? Uh, my name is Gerardo. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I write for Poly Spice Reviews, and I'm an artist as well. Awesome. I just want to go back to what you said, Grayson, because you said you like weird games, and mm-hmm. today we're going to recommend on your recommendation the Biblis Quest. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. For yourself. <laughs> what, what did I? What have I put you all through? I, I gotta know <laughs> what, what I've done here today. Because um, yeah, uh, do, do we want to introduce the game? Who do? How do we want to? I, I think I think we want to introduce the game, and I think it would be a good idea if you do it. So you put us through right. this weird, weird, weird ass game. And, okay. It, uh, is it? Is it that we really well? Okay, well we, we're gonna. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the game that we're talking about today is uh, Mibibli's Quest. That's M I B I. They're not gonna be L I apostrophe S Quest. It trust me, I've spelled it many times. Um, but Mibibli's Quest is a two D platformer that takes a lot of inspiration in gameplay from classic Mega Man and, you know, shooting 2D uh, side-scrollers like that. But it has sort of a um, art house, experimental, uh, somewhat queer uh, twist on, like, the themes and the aesthetic and basically everything else. It was made, I believe, entirely by one person, uh, Ryan Melmoth, who commonly goes by Resni, who also made a game that I recently talked about on Polyspice, uh, Salad Fields, which is another good game, but we'll get to that at some point, maybe. <laughs> the Billy's <laughs> Quest is intriguing because it's a game that, well, I wouldn't say it ever really, even now, really reached uh, fame. It's still pretty obscure, but it, it's it's had to work uphill ever since it, it came out. I basically heard about it through a YouTube reviewer I used to watch named uh, Balrog. He's retired now, but he was just like, I'm going to look for a cool game I've never heard of. And then he found my Bibli's Quest. He did a video about that. And I thought, I'll go try it out. And um, at the time, it was only available on itch.io, which is where all the experimental smaller games go to be. 
If it's not on Steam, it's on GOG. If it's not on GOG, it's on itch.io. If it's not on itch.io, it's nowhere. But, um, yeah, so it was... itch.io is the lowest, you know... Well, I lowest. wouldn't say lowest common denominator or anything. It's just It's a place where you can make stuff that might not belong somewhere else or might not fit into the market somewhere else. I mean, another game that um, Resni made was uh, Peen Peen. Which was a <laughs> game about, thing about your your, your penis name. falling off and like going on a quest <laughs> to like bring it somewhere. Oh, that reminds me. Like I have to tell you this story. It was like your penis falling off. So yeah. there's like there's this British guy. His penis fell off. I know. And so <laughs> but it gets better. <laughs> okay. Okay. So his penis falls off, and it's it's it's. Like, what do you do when your penis fell off? Like, that sucks a little bit. So the scientists grow a new penis on his arm. And so he's walking around with a penis growing on his arm for, like, I don't know, however long. And then they transplant the penis from his arm to his, you know, penis area. There's some pictures there pixelated, of course, so you can't see the penis. But I'm just thinking it's like the, the, the feeling of having a penis dangling between the hand and the elbow, that part of the arm. And it's like, yeah, sorry. So he made a, he made also a game about penises falling up. Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, it's 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 interesting because uh, uh, Melmoth's games, (laughs) Resi's games, have like these 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 themes of of queerness and sexuality, but they never like they're never like a through line. They're they're there, but they're not really like telling a story about you know, being gay or being um, uh, a queer or anything like that. It's more just like, these are themes that are important to him. So he feels it's, it's something that he should include because it's a thing yeah. he likes and believes in. What were people's experience, overall experience? Did you enjoy Mibibli's quest, everyone? So I did not enjoy it. I did not enjoy it at all. Oh, okay. So I, Daniel and 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 Gerardo did not enjoy it. <laughs> in in the progression through Mibibli's quest, one of the big moments that told me what the game was is when you see a pipe and it says, "This is not a pipe." Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. references that that painting. Uh, yes, Nosus un Pepe. I, I'm not yeah. good at not say that English. again. Grayson. No, I refuse. That was sexy as fuck. Do it one more time. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it? it's, I, I want to say that that's like, um, postmodernist. Yeah, postmodernist. I was going to say Dadaist, but I'm like, no, Dadaist is even less structured. It's like challenging the ideas of like, uh, like the idea is like this is not literally a pipe; it is a painting of a pipe, and I guess yeah. maybe something that could define the game as a whole. It's challenging both in the sense of um, it challenges both the player as well as the notions of what a video game is. This isn't a game I've ever viewed as being necessarily deep. It's almost like. It's a game that tries to disarm you. Like, it tries to, like, take you by surprise a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it did. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like, um, I think one of the best things about it uh, is its level themes. Because I've never seen, 
level themes like these in other games. Like you, you'd imagine like a like a typical Mario or something. It's like uh, grassland, desert, Iceland, castle. Uh, but in Mabili's quest, it's like, in this level, you shoot eggs that soldiers come out of, and there's like a guy with 12-foot-long legs. The weapons are like neon-glowing snails and like a cross that helps you float across gaps. I gotta give him that, you know, it is a very creative game. Yeah. Uh, what was your, um... So you didn't enjoy it, Daniel. What was your main, um... Was it, was it the difficulty? Well, I mean, it is clearly very difficult, but that's not really the problem. The issue is that the controls are terrible. Okay. And, you know, for a game like this, if uh, you don't have good controls, then the difficulty is just a joke. Yeah, this is, you know, this it is can an be unfortunate. As easier, as easy as, it, as you want it to be, you can put it in the easiest difficulty, but if the controls are, doesn't allow you to jump when you want to jump, then what yeah. are you going to do? I would say this is this is pro- this is very important. I I still think that Mobibli's Quest is worth checking out. That's that just me. But one thing that is very important to know is that if you intend to play Mobibli's Quest, you need to know that you're going to have to install some third-party software to get a controller yeah. working, because the game by default does not have controller support. Yeah. Which for a platformer. That's that's pretty poor, but it is. I know why. Like I've I've actually talked to to Resney before in like brief exchanges, and it was just like it was exceptionally difficult to implement controller support for them at the time, and uh, they fixed that with Salad Fields, which was uh, his next game. But um, yeah, I think the controls themselves are fine, but when you have to use a keyboard for like really precise. Very oh, difficult no. 2D platforming. It's a challenge. And uh, Rob, I know we talked a little. You got a controller working. Yes, I Express. had to spend a few hours tinkering with Steam's uh, big picture mode in order to make it so that a controller would function. I with the controls, like the controls of this, are simple enough that you could you could handle this more or less on an NES controller if you could just make the buttons correspond correctly. It it. Control-wise, it's no more than Mega Man, but it, it's. I want. I almost want to write a guide for how to set up a, uh, a common <laughs> controller someone will have. In my case, it was a Switch Pro controller that I used, and I, I almost want to write a guide to people. Uh, maybe I will actually and yeah. put it in uh, in the description of this, uh, just describing how to make a Switch Pro Troller work for Mibibli's Quest for those brave bastard uh, kind people <laughs> that decide to try out our uh, recommendation. All right, so just to make sure I've got like a, a, I think that's a good idea, Rob. It would be nice to make the experience more accessible for people, though. That is like a thing that's unfortunate, but true that the controls are an issue. I don't think, the, again, the controls themselves, I think they're okay, but having to yeah. use a keyboard is not the best. Like it's- um, I'm not sure, you know, I think that the jumping, it's either on uh, a specific part of the animation or something like that, because it happens too much that I hit jump and he doesn't jump. I don't know, like this, this reminds me as being a kid and just... Uh, you know, because you're absolutely right, Daniel. The 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 and this thing where it doesn't jump 
This is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it just ruins a platformer game. And I'm just going to say something because I'm really, really old and I used to play these kind of games. Uh, so when I was a kid, we would play on the Commodore 64. <laughs> and and we would play, we had this blanket where we would play games. Like uh, we would play with Playmobil or like anything while the Commodore 64 was loading a new shitty game. And these were always the kind of games we would play. It would be like a Bibli's Quest kind of game. So this was actually, for me, it was kind of enjoyable because... It yeah, I mean, me I do right get the to... retro value, you know, that is exactly. very clear. And there is a lot of value on the creativity put into it. Yeah. The problem is that it's too hard to get used to. Yeah, yeah. Know? It's but because, do, do you... you know, in the current games, you're used to... Uh, controls where you have momentum here as soon as you uh, quit pushing you stop you know you have uh, a weird kind of control on a jump that's way too long laterally but not enough uh, uh, horizontally yeah and yeah yeah that's you know i mean uh, naturally as soon as you get used to it then it's a little easier and the game is more enjoyable but the um, it is, you know, very, very hard to get used to. I, yeah, I but can, I, get, I can understand that. But I guess it's it's kind of like it's it it goes with the genre, though. Like if you look historical on games, this is how they used to to do them, right? Learning by punishment, right? To <laughs> learning to learning by by being Seems rewarded right. with the right things. Mm-hmm. And so, so this is like a development that happened, like generally in in games. If you look at, you know, uh, the Mario games, for example, is like you had three lives, and then when those three lives were done, you were dead, and you could collect a lot of games. But it was like unreasonable. Uh, the controls kind of reminds me a little bit of playing Shadow of the Beast, if you know that game. Oh wow, Shadow of the Beast! That's a that's a, a classic. Yeah. But I just remember, like, I had the same feeling playing that because the control was so unreasonable. And yep. the game was just punishing you for doing, like, if you made a mistake, it was just back to the beginning, all the way back to the beginning. And you lose everything. And we would just play that game for hours. And I don't know if it was because there were no other games at that time. <laughs> I had to play. This was one of the best games. But if you play it, Today it's <laughs> Yeah, it's I get that. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Slow and steady. Oh okay. Slower. Steadier. More carefully. No. Anyway. Planet Rabbit is a natural evolution of the classic Lunar Lander games. By natural evolution, I of course mean it involves a bunch of adorable rabbits colonising an alien planet made of… cheese. While trying not to suffocate in the vacuum of space, naturally, give it a go, it's not rocket science. Except for when it is. Planet Rabbit, available in the App Store and Google Play. No. So that, you know, I mean, again, can be very difficult. It can be very punishing, but having the error committed, the error be from the game, you know, knowing that you're hitting the, the key to jump and the character just missing that platform and dying and you have to go all back over a game. You know, if you miss the platform, if you, if you didn't jump correctly, that's one thing. 
But if yeah, the yeah. game is not registering the jump, then it's not, you know, it's a... But isn't that like... Not a, a real punishment for something that you did wrong. You're being punished for something, yeah, yeah. a problem with the game. I think that that's uh, like a reasonable assessment. And I think there's like a couple sides to that. Like what this game, like the Mega Man comparison is, I think, like the most apt because it really reminds yeah. me of how... Mega Man expected you to do things where it was figure out the order of the robot master's weaknesses. You don't have to, but it's best if you do. And then like go in order and learn the stages better. And um, it, it actually, it takes a few things from Mega Man in terms of design that are a little more specific rather than just the, the jumping and shooting. And it actually, I think it kind of improves on some of them. Uh, oh, the yes. checkpoint system I think is pretty good because there are two checkpoints in every level, at least one in the middle where you get a full health and lives restock. And then another right before the boss fight. And for the majority of the game, you have freedom to pick the stages in whatever order you want. And I know through different playthroughs that certain weapons and abilities um, make things easier against certain enemies and bosses. So uh, there's kind of a, an adaptability and a replayability to the way that the game is structured. And in some ways, it is more aggressively difficult than old Mega Man games, which is not a light thing to say. But it's also, in other ways, more forgiving. And in, in, on the topic of forgiveness, I think there are things wrong with this game. Like, going back to visit it, it is... There are parts where it is just... Like, like I don't... The controls weren't a serious problem for me. I'm kind of used to them, but... There are parts where, like, you have to be so specific and finesse and basically know what the stage around you is going to do before you make any serious movements forward. And that can be very frustrating. And oh. I, I understand how that could really turn someone away from this. I've played games that I feel are more difficult, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. That, that's not the, the issue, you know. It's that, I don't know, you know, it's... Uh, it's just hard in a way that's not... I don't see it how It feels to unfair, that's what you're saying. It feels unfair. It's just how am I supposed to get better at this, you know? I mean, other than what? Learning, memorizing every step. I have to play, you know, precisely. Mm -hmm. But again, so, then you have uh, levels like this where you have randomness. So it's not like the classic uh, yeah, platformer you can't, games. You can't memorize which the patterns. You didn't have... Uh, yeah, you, you, you just had to memorize a pattern. So however hard it was, you will eventually get it. You know, you just need patience and to play through, get better. But mm -hmm. in here, you know, I mean, damn. <laughs> so that's that's you know, really, the, really hard. It's the whole diffi difficulty of the platformer game without that, you know, non-random element that lets you get better at it at a reasonable rate. So, right. so this, is, this is bite the hello hard. Uh, bite the pillow hard. <laughs> yeah. Lay, well, lay back I and mean, think honestly, of English. I, I, I wouldn't recommend this for a tired gamer dad, you know. All right. So we've, we've concluded that the game is quite hard and probably in that aspect will turn some people <laughs> away. But yeah, right the best away. thing to do if you really are interested in this is, is get a controller working. But for the yeah. majority of people, that'll be too much work. I think it's doable with the, the basic controls. I think they're okay. Hey, They're better when you have a controller. Does anyone have a fun story or a frustrating story about playing this game? <laughs> well, 
I, I spent a long time making a controller binding work, and the thing that the only thing that really threw me for a loop initially was uh, the understanding of where to map uh, the directional keys. I was trying to think WASD for movement, and then I remembered, yeah. wait a minute, it's up, down, left, right, the directional keys that I need to be mapping. And so it was um, that epiphany, that epiphany helped immensely with my enjoyment of the game. And one thing that, um, the thing that I found the most compelling is the moment that the alligator comes in and it starts to reveal the game's true colors, so to say. Crocodibly, yeah. I think that is going to be the thing that people, that, that stands out the most. I almost wish it had started mm. more with that promise of that being ahead. Like yeah. the pipe, yeah, yeah, yeah. the pipe that, there could have been the pipe, at the beginning. There's the pipe. <laughs> the thing is, that that's why I think this game is worth going through. You don't have, even if you don't love it and you, and you don't want to finish it, I understand. It is a $6 game and it is loaded with with charm and personality and all the stuff that I think can excuse Anguish. certain issues with the game. I, <laughs> and, and again, I'll, I'll acknowledge suffering. that this game's not for everyone. I understand so, that. So, but so Grayson, I, what was your finest moment? Like, if you have to say this is this is where I enjoyed it the most. Like, can you come with just? Well, it's that's the funny thing about it. Like, there's a lot of memorable moments, but it's it's kind of it's scattershot in its structure. It doesn't really have like a like a, a straightforward A to B plot or anything. It's one of those things where it's like, and then this happens. So if I had to pick um, like a specific moment, uh, the first fight against Crocodibly is where the game shows its hand, like Rob was saying. It's like, yeah. this game will play with mechanics. This game will sweep the rug out from under you. It will just do things, and you're going to have to deal with that because it's just... It's the it's the the prerogative this game operates on. I like that part a lot, but if I the one that sticks out to me the most clearly, I guess, is the title reveal. I really like the way the game reveals its title. Um, because you go through like this town after you get through a whole level, you go through this town full of people with confidence issues like all the NPCs are like oh I wish I wasn't so fat uh, I'm so unhappy if only I was thin and like people are just like everything smells bad here I have only ever smelled bad smells like all this like stilted dialogue which I find very funny I, I think my favorite line is um, <laughs> there's one NPC who's like ew you're gross Ugh, wanna fuck <laughs> I, I I took that moment as uh, uh, and this is coming from um, I for all of my adult life every uh, month or so I meet I don't know why I stopped questioning a long time ago but uh, I would just encounter uh, abused women everywhere and that moment actually solidified to me that this is a game that recognizes the human condition. Yes, I, I get the impression. I, I don't want to make too many like a sweeping statements about Resny's character because I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to be the kind of person who's like, I know this person. I get it because you know you can only tell so much about someone from their art. But it feels 
It feels very personal, despite the fact that it's not centrally about one thing. And after all those little dialogue exchanges, you go down to this platform and it starts slowly lowering down to the floor. And as that happens, the music starts kicking in. It's a slow, small, little twinkling beat. Then it's just, it blasts the song in your ears as the, the screen fades to negative. Everything's black and there's like comets shooting by in the background or like stars. And the title, Mabibli's Quest, just just juts out. And it's weird. It turns like this really, it basically turns waiting for an elevator into like a cinematic moment. And I'm like, wow, the, like the graphics and the presentation and the sound are doing like a lot of the heavy lifting. And mm-hmm. I think it, I think it works on that note. What do people think of the soundtrack? Because I really like the soundtrack in this game. Oh yeah. The soundtrack was pretty good. Mm. Enjoyable. It felt, subversive like everything else with the game it felt like it uh was a a rule breaker is really the way to say it It, the game isn't is built around breaking rules yes we can see what 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 daniel was just playing is like the game you know the screen splits into two the level kind of like falls apart stuff like that right it's it's a game that seemed to be made on the principle of experimentation and it doesn't always succeed there are parts that are like well in comparison to others where it's just like this was clearly just done because it was kind of cool and maybe it it works for you maybe it doesn't but like that's that's kind of what i appreciate about it it isn't one of those things where you have like a level hazard that you'll see like repeated constantly there are enemies that are repeated and there are hazards that are repeated but like pretty much every level there can be things that only show up one time and they're just completely fleshed out mechanics. It has like that, it's like a quality you see among a lot of great platformers like Shovel Knight and Yoshi's Island, like games where you have levels dedicated to core mechanics, but it, it does that. And then it just throws in some other stuff because it's it's funny. I don't know, like uh, the, the level with all the books uh, where there's like the really tall guy for no reason, you can shoot the moon out of the air and it's like a cardboard platform. The level with all the different eggs that turn into different types of soldiers. And then, like, the, the weapons are all interesting. You have, like, three different variations on your basic attack. You have, like, snails that climb, climb along the wall. I love those snails. And then just, like, just things that are there because maybe just because it was a joke, like the mid-Bible power-up where you just get a cross and you fly around because maybe it was funny to mix mid-Bibli and Bible. And I don't know. Castlevania on a meta on a meta level, I took it as a nod to the early Castlevania games on the NES and their oh, yeah. influence. So, uh, what were other people's favorite aspects? Like uh, Daniel, uh, what did you enjoy the most about it? I mean, I certainly enjoyed that um, feeling of creativity without uh, necessity. You know. One of the problems with the games is that, uh, with the current games that I see, is that they only have the content that they need for the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that extra content that gives games character, which we see a lot here. Well, there is actually um, bonus content in regards to the secret real ending. There's like, there are objectives you can fulfill in certain levels that will unlock other levels that unlock a secret boss. That's, of course. 
Yeah, because there's a fight against human Ibley that you can unlock. About well, what? Yeah, but Who? that's not what I mean. Uh, <laughs> human you know, Ibley? I mean, they use less NPCs, the, the weird characters, you know, the fact that not every character is just the past level with a new color. You know, mm. there is a, a lot of content that might not have been needed to make a game like this, but that it gives a lot of character to the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I guess I misunderstood. Yeah, and so, Gerardo, did you have any great moments with this? What was your most enjoyable moment? I didn't have a really great experience with this game, but I enjoyed the music because it reminded me of the old-school Sonic games. It's it's interesting because there are parts of the soundtrack that contain instruments, which is like a yeah. departure from everything else. Because it's like it's MIDI, it's chiptune, and then eventually, just like you hear um, like these sick guitar riffs coming in. Exactly. And uh, you know, if you want to, honestly, if I think I think the best way to know if you're going to like this game is is your reaction to the trailer like a specific trailer like whenever i want to show people what this game is about i find the trailer that was made for the steam re-release because it's honestly it's it's kind of great it has original music composed just for it it has like like a nice reel of everything that happens in the game lots of cool stuff that happens in it and uh, the opening is just like this weird pitch shifted gibberish vocals alongside hundreds of mabiblies falling from the sky and it's just like it's like here's this cool weird thing if you like this you'll probably enjoy the rest of it if you don't you probably won't actually that is something that i i i think is a very enlightened perspective on games not everyone's going to be able to enjoy a particular game like you may have some there may be some poor bastards that can't, uh, <laughs> maybe some that can't make it work with a controller. And so they'll, they'll do it and they'll, they'll feel like it's unresponsive. And then you'll have people like myself that'll tinker with it and just badass and enjoy the game. That's, uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm better kind of than a... you, Daniel. <laughs> it's, well, that's, that's the weird thing about recommending a game you know won't appeal to everybody it's just like it's it's sometimes it's hard to sell an alternative yeah, yeah. experience but i feel like that's what this is it's, it is. it's a game that exists for like the a specific kind of person who likes a challenge and a weird thing and thankfully i am both but i also like i'm not expecting everyone who listens to this to go buy it even if it is a pretty decent value for how cheap it is i i personally would just be happy letting more people know this game exists because mm. I know that there are people out there like me uh, who will probably value it for the things I value it for and be willing to look past some of its admittable flaws because it's, it's not perfect. It is like, there are parts of it that feel like he was just like trying to just get it to work. Like I wouldn't say all the boss fights are excellent. There are again, parts of level design where it's just like, unless you're playing on easy and there's extra platforms, it's just like, got to make this gi- gi- these gigantic leaps and deal with like tons of enemies. But I still remember Mabibli's quest 
after like playing it for the first time like five or six years ago i have been like like promoting this game in different formats for like <laughs> a decade and I, I just it doesn't even have a hundred steam user reviews so it's, so it's if we have to talk about some reviews. of the interesting aspects of the game like interesting things that that is you know happening uh stuff that 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 is interesting about the gameplay and how the mechanics are, are turning and the, and the music as well. I think we haven't spoken enough about the music because it, it is really good. And yeah. it really sets a tone for, you know, the story and the, the, the you know, everything that happens in the game, the, the we, little bit of wackiness. Oh, from there. Yeah. yeah. It's like what I said earlier about it sounding like a old, and that is really interesting this is like it really supports the story and it really supports the the graphics and it really supports the the wacky gameplay and i and and i understand daniel that you're super super frustrated but if you look at and this is why i wanted to take the the i wanted to take the the flappy bird analogy and and just say it's like the the, the gameplay of flappy bird the the reason why people liked it so much was that it was it was completely unreasonable it was i don't know if you ever played it but it was like it was it, it was kind of like this kind of hard I played right? games that are unreasonable i play games that are very very hard but it's different when you feel that you cannot con- that you're not in control of the character you know exactly i mean if you so- if you were able to jump whenever you want to jump but you die because you didn't reach the platform that's one difficulty that's acceptable because, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I need to get better. I need to get better. But mm-hmm. here, what I want is to review the code and see where the bug is. Yeah, yeah. And so, but, but, and, and, and I guess, like, I don't know if this is intentional. I, I thought that the controls were really, really difficult, but mostly because they were placed where they were placed. I don't think I had that problem you have where it doesn't react to, to me actually doing it. It was my fingers not reacting to what I was doing. I was, you know, basically clicking the wrong button to do. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I I was trying to jump and then I was running instead. I was like, ah, damn it. Uh, And, and they were so hypersensitive, the buttons. If, if you click and jump and then hold the jump button, it will go higher, right? Yes. Yeah. But then as soon as you stop the jump, then it will fall. Yep down the hole uh so so it's just like i think the people who like this kind of games it's the same people who like being you know f- loving that feeling unfair and actually beating it like the moment you beat like something like this the 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 difficulty is so hard that the reward feeling you get from beating it is going to make up for that and that's the same thing that happens with Flappy Bird, right? Sometimes I feel like it's not really the reward that comes after. It's that you got this cognitive dissonance of, if I didn't enjoy this, why did I put myself through it? Oh, it's like buying a MacBook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you know oh, don't get me started. <laughs> you, can't, you, you can't just say, paid, oh, it was a good I, thing. You can't say that with a straight face. I, I paid so much money for this thing, now I have to enjoy it and defend it. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the I hill I die on. So we have to wrap this up because I'm an old man. I have to go to bed. 
<laughs> Where can we download this game? All right, be- you you can buy the game still on itch.io, but the more complete version is on Steam, I believe for $6. Yeah. And uh, at the moment, those are the only places that it is. And I, I have spoken with Resny in the past on this. Like, any chance of this coming to consoles? And no. the current plan is no. Because yeah. it, it's just the way it was built, the engine I think he used does not suit well outside the PC environment. Um, that could happen with uh, you know other releases in the future. So I guess that's it. Like uh, I, Unless someone have anything else to say, this is clearly not a game for everyone. But it, <laughs> it, it sounds like it's a, a either you hate it or you love it. There's no in between. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah I mean, that there are is, no good games that nobody hates. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if we can all if we can all pretend to love Dark Souls, we can all enjoy. All, all of us core gamers can enjoy Mabibli's Quest. If right. if we so can pretend to play Dark Souls <laughs> and enjoy it, then this is an easy sell. So so basically, what we're saying is. If you're a hardcore platformer person and you like alternative experiences, you probably you could get some enjoyment out of this. If you're a casual gamer and just you know no, don't enjoy hot, hot things, then don't like Daniel, it. then this is not for you. Run. <laughs> one one positive though is that if you are curious, and I've said it like three times now, but this game costs <laughs> like no money. So if you want to try it, you're not making a huge investment if you end up not liking it. It's it's, yeah. it's a fair few hours long with you know decent content, and again, it's it's six dollars. To quote um, Resny's most recent game, Salad Fields. Who cares, really? It just scares away the normies who are going to shit on us, right? <laughs> so i guess i guess that sums it up that that kind of wraps it up so so not for normies yeah exactly <laughs> not for normies <laughs> maybe it was not for normies yeah check it out on steam and itch.io but steam's the bigger version so probably just do that one exactly and so next time we're going to do Mario, the 3B, the three-episode thing. Yeah, Mario uh, 3D All-Stars going exactly. massive tonal shift. There <laughs> exactly. you go. So that's going, to be, that's going to be the next episode. The secret of think, Goofy's nose. And I think people can just join the Discord channel. I, I think that will be somewhere in the comments or you know description of this this podcast and they can recommend games or let us know which games they would like us to recommend yeah that would be that'd be great that would be really games so uh thank you everyone for joining in thanks have a good day guys yeah Yeah, have a good night here is not i'm going to bed (laughs) keep your dick attached (laughs) 